0: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like a really long intro I did not realize that Oh this isn't the same one. This, this is not the one I was what thinking of <laughs> This old dinner song. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the chorus though. Now I'm not intrigued.
1: Were, okay,
0: that's not the one. This Somebody is the one. To oh, here we go. In. I was just thinking Kenny <laughs> Here we go. Oh, yeah. Remember the beat? This is it. This is my jam.
2: Remember <laughs> oh, the beat? I'm my already. I oh, oh. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> god, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that was so good. This sweet beat is so good. Put a little scent on it. You're it it stinky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, here. you guys want to sing along, you're Because we have the lyrics on it. Maybe none. Well, the thing I love about it is how maybe crazy
2: it sounds, like the kids are like servos. <laughs>
0: it sounds very culty. Right? Yeah. It sounds like it's a show about it. What's that song? So, oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Take
1: words on. Yeah. Okay,
0: hey, <laughs> okay, teacher. those kids alone. <laughs> That's what I'm going to What you is know, it about like a
1: group of young kids singing a song that just makes it creepy? Oh, it's, that? It's, it's like true. very indoctrination. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, I just want to get to the part where they like spell out the words. Yeah, for the best. That's the best part. It's so long. This is such a long song. Here we go. Uh I respect, respect myself. Respect i will educate, I will educate you. me. I <laughs> dress, What's <laughs> D? Oh, the easiest oh, <laughs> one.
2: D's <He's laughs> the only <laughs> one relevant. Okay, cool. <laughs> the rest are just the Alright, yeah. this that's probably <laughs> <about laughs> that. Have a good attitude. <laughs> All right, I
0: hope that everybody enjoyed I mean, while
2: you're not doing drugs, go ahead and have a good attitude about it, too. And It's like
0: they're trying to sneak in all of the values that, like, teachers and parents want the kids to have under the guise of being a drug-free America. Um, hi, everyone. We're, We're a little th- late to the game on the dare thing. Just by, you know. 25 years. 25 yeah. years or so. Yeah, they don't even, like, do it anymore, I don't think. Mm-mm. I don't think it's, like, around anymore. Um. So that was some dare. Apparently, turns out it wasn't one. a super effective program. Yeah. Yes. So at the end of the last podcast, which seems like so long ago, it was. It was like two months ago. Uh, we kind of talked about dare, um, and how it turns out dare there was a did not actually keep eight year olds off drugs. <laughs> um,
2: but, but I remember last time I was like. Isn't there a song? I think I remember having to sing a song and you guys were like, I don't remember a song. So I think my weird school was the only school who made us sing.
1: Well, you guys actually have to whole YouTube. Did you
2: actually have to sing it? Yeah, like at I our don't graduation or
0: whatever. I don't remember that song at all. I don't did remember you, singing it. Did but. you keep your promise to have a good attitude? No.
2: <laughs> no. That was the first one I dropped, really.
0: Did it did, did it convince you to kick your eight-year-old math addiction? <laughs> Did you educate you? I did because educate Because that's me. one of them, too. Okay. I did educate me. Did you respect yourself? When Always. did you
1: stop respecting yourself?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hey, ladies. It's been a while since we've... Uh, been a while. Uh, since we've... It's been a while. Um, <laughs> ...gathered around the coffee table. Um, Sorry. That's
2: our next intro.
0: <laughs> been a while. Um, so... <laughs> Dance? No, I know. Three doors down? <laughs> I, I don't have know. no idea. I mean, same thing, right? Yeah. Some
2: like angsty rock <laughs> from back in the day.
0: Um, Hinder? What? Um, <laughs> do you guys remember Hinder? No. Yeah, I definitely oh, do. Sound- in the lips of an angel. Oh, oh my god! Something like that. It's like yeah. that whole
2: genre of like vague rock,
0: it was like vaguely rock. It's like <laughs> it's not good. alt rock of the two thousand. Yeah, it's like if Michael Bolton tried to be like a hard rock musician. <laughs> something like that would come out. Um How's it going, ladies? It's oh, going. Man, it's going. <laughs> it's going. Well,
1: well, we have some news to break. Right? Since the last breaking. Since
2: the, yes. Breaking news. You tell tell okay. the people.
0: <laughs> get, okay, Ashley is betrothed. She is going to be getting married. Yay! Yay! Yay. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. To so come on <laughs> Don't
2: don't ever do it.
0: Congratulations, <laughs> we're so excited. Um Thanks. you have a stunningly beautiful ring, and now you get to be as stressed out as anybody else who Planes of Wedding, Plain I of guess, wedding. right?
2: Yeah. yeah I, oh, it's miserable. I don't recommend it to anybody, so... Well, you've
0: made progress.
2: Yeah, I actually so. have now. Now that we've decided to run away
1: <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> ever <laughs> well, since so. we decided to do that, all the pressure kind of okay. is off, and now we're just doing whatever we want, which it's is It's funny great.
1: how the pressure even started before you guys were engaged. Oh, I
2: know. It was like the minute we started <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. Or talking about it, considering it, it started to be, like, pressure city. And we were just, like, this is not really what we want at all. And mm-hmm. it's so yeah. easy to get kind of wrapped up in, like, trying to please everybody. Mm-hmm. And real, and then you realize that, like, we don't actually like any of this stuff we're agreeing to. Yeah. We're just trying to, like, make sure this person has what they want, and that person has what they want. Everybody wants yeah. has what they want in our in our um, day, and then it was kind of like, okay, none of this reflects us. us? Yeah. yeah. So once we decided to, like, elope, quote-unquote, quote, mm-hmm. quote unquote, um, we, every, all the pressure just kind of gone. It's kind of like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I guess just well, honestly, do whatever you we want. Well, it's good
1: that you guys figured that out pretty pretty, pretty early so. into the engagement. Yeah. Like, you guys yeah. haven't been engaged a month yet, have you?
2: No. Oh, God. Yeah. I think a couple it's weeks, been, like, yeah. three, two or three weeks. Yeah, maybe? that's awesome. No,
0: that really is amazing, too, because... It's so good that you didn't, like, book anything or put any money down and then change your mind. Like, I know people that have done that, and they're just like, well, I lost, lost that $5,000 or whatever. Yeah. I
2: was close to booking things, honestly, just out of, kind of, like, just... Obligation. N- yes, and also just, like, ugh, just whatever. Let's just, mm-hmm. just to get it pick over with. something and get it over with because I have shit to do. Yeah, Like, I can't spend all day going around and around about where <clears throat> we're going to have this thing. I kind of was just, like, in the mindset of, like, just pick something... Book it, and we'll figure out the rest later. Yeah, which, which was not the right move. So I'm glad we didn't. But um, we it, got very close to doing that. It just sucks so that
0: like a lot of the culture around these types of events is ro- revolves around like making other people happy. Like so, making totally. everybody else happy. And I think that it's admirable that you have been bold enough to be like, okay, yes, we want to make people happy, but this is also like our damn event you know like this is about us it should be about us and because again we I think we all know people that have made decisions with their weddings or baby showers or kids birthday parties or things like that where it's like you're really trying to make other people happy and then you look back and you're like in hindsight you know yeah I didn't want to have this I kept thinking about that
2: day and how I was going to remember it and I kept thinking like I'm not gonna think about this fondly I'm gonna think about it being just like a total whirlwind. Let's get this over with. Like, yeah, yeah, like, let's get this over with. Just kind of like a straight, like, I keep saying, like, a stranger in my own life almost. Mm -hmm. Like, it was gonna be filled with people I barely know. Yeah. Right. And it was going to be, like, we're never gonna get to talk to every single person there if it's it's that big. So it was just gonna be like a whirlwind. And then it was gonna be over, and we were gonna be like, how much money do we spend on that one day and I just couldn't feel good about that and either my uh fiance is very like logical and does not like spending money where money doesn't need to be spent like he's very frugal very logical like that and it was just like driving him crazy he just thought it was the most insane thing Mm -hmm. in the world and he would rather do nothing yeah. <clears throat> than spend an astronomical amount of money on this party. Mm-hmm. And I was in a place where I was like, I want to do something. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. don't want to do something outrageous like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's when we kind of decided, like, if we just get this out of, like, our hometown, then it's, like, neutral territory mm-hmm. and anything that's goes. such a good idea. So I think it's going to be, now, I think it's going to be really fun. Oh God. Yeah. I'm and I'm so s- excited.
1: I'm so excited mm. we get to go to Vegas. And I'm Woo-hoo. excited to go dress shopping oh for, like, rhinestones and sequins i know i know i like love I'm
0: changing up my whole plan here i saw your instagram story where it was like me oh i God. just want to i just want a simple no frills wedding also me and it was like a picture of like a lady in this <laughs> Dude, absurd ball gown i
2: can't I love it. my brain goes there so fast i'm like okay i don't want to spend too much money on florals so and i'll get on pinterest and all then you're like but also <laughs> in this like elaborate yeah. like Archway thing, and I'm like, like okay, roses. Okay, rain it back in. <laughs> so we, we're
1: gonna we're gonna figure out a
2: happy medium. I'm gonna have there. some nice things, some pretty things that I want, but like, did not you decide on that, that that
1: terrace, terrace venue? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I and I bet be they so do pretty. have like rental packages of decorations and stuff. They
2: don't, to. but I've sourced um, all the things that oh, I think okay. I want. So nice. You have done work. Yeah, you really have. <laughs> like
0: that's impressive. Yeah. you guys
1: haven't been engaged a month and you've already done.
2: Well, this. to be fair, we started planning it like
1: before you got engaged. Yeah, because yeah. we knew it
2: was going to be a, a an ordeal, a cluster mess, if you will, once it happened. So you we can were say like, the word "Fuck on the podcast." We're like, mean. "Let's go ahead and like just start thinking about what we're going to do." Yeah, so I think that's so. That's so smart. good. At least we had an idea of. I found it very overwhelming because I was never like a big wedding person before I started doing this. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of people are like, oh, I've been thinking about, you know, what I would do my whole life. And I never gave it one thought besides I knew the color that I wanted. Yeah. And so it was like, now I get why people do that because it's really overwhelming for, like, in, like, the first three months, all the decisions you have to make. I'm like, I really wish I would have thought about Mm -hmm. even vaguely what I want. Because when I started going into it, I was like, I have, like, three months to narrow down, like, a world of possibilities into, like, just what I am wanting to do. Yeah. And I found that actually really overwhelming. But now that I'm kind of on the other side of that and I have, like, okay, this is what I want it to look like. This is what I want it to feel like. Mm-hmm. This is kind of how I envision the day. Um, the, put your our, thoughts in order. Yeah, yeah, I put my thoughts in order and now I'm like, okay, now I feel better about it. Yeah. But that part was the hardest part. I'm like, okay, now I get why these people are like, I've been thinking about this my whole life. It's like, good for you. You should have a plan. They're like, I should have been
0: storyboarding you this. You have a plan when you
2: get into this. You um, hear me, ladies? The, the Dream about your wedding day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's the most important, single most important thing you'll ever
0: do. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. Maybe so your kidding. first dance would be to the Dare theme song. <sighs> we're not doing dances.
2: Is that bad? No.
0: no we're not. I think no, we're just going to do, gonna do dinner.
2: Yeah. And not literally, big, that's it. I'm not a big fan of the dances, personally. We're not going to have a DJ. We're not going to have a dance floor. I mean, we're in Vegas. We can go out dancing afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Good if if good. we want. Or good just point. go to a bar and, like, hang out, But, like, yeah. Cam doesn't like dancing. I don't like any of those like, first dance things. I feel super mm-hmm. awkward. Yeah, that's you know? really awkward. So we're like, let's just have dinner, cake. I think that sounds great. Call it a day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I yeah. think that sounds good. So that's got to be your win. And maybe your wine also. <laughs> it's yes. just the hassle. It was a it. massive
2: wine that turned into a win. So, mm, nice. both, so happy. both in one.
0: Do you have any other ones and ones? Oh my God. Since our last oh, I had cast? Not I know. Of it, right? It's um, the name of the podcast. I, know.
1: Damn it. <laughs> I put too much too much emphasis on the
2: garbage, garbage people. people. Well, yeah, they deserve <laughs> it. It is important. Yeah. I think, you know, that's a pretty big win and a wine, obviously. But um, another big, another kind of win is... I've had, like, some work wins lately. Um, so one is that my work puts on um, an annual conference, like a national conference. We host it, and... This was my first year that they put me in charge of promoting it by myself. So I had to make the whole like marketing and promotion plan and execute the whole thing and do all the social media for it, etc. and it sold out early, which and with wow. like the highest attendance that it's ever had. So, that's that awesome. pretty cool. I mean, a lot of it I think has to do with the fact that it's in New York City, which is like a big drawing point, but at the same time I just feel
0: pretty Like, I stop staring at your nails by the way. They're so do you beautiful. like them? I love them. Sorry, i to interrupt to do you. But something really like they're so different. pretty. I love like the bright, bright, yeah, this like, purple. Dark fuchsia is fun. People put a picture on our social media, yeah. Um, nails of the, of the
2: month, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so that's really awesome. And then we have our big event next week, and a bunch of like Broadway celebs are going to be there that I'm going to meet. So, when is that next week?
0: next week so okay, you're gonna yeah. be so you're gonna be in New York then
2: I'm gonna be in New York I leave Thursday I'm gonna be there through the weekend come back on Monday so um I'm gonna be hobnobbing with I'm gonna be working like really hard yeah <laughs> but I also get to meet like a bunch of shoulders. if you're like a Broadway world. theater nerd like I am yeah it's like amazing yeah the people who are gonna be there I'm just saying you know Cheetah Rivera Patti
0: Lapone. Hello,
2: Patty <laughs> um, I'm pretty excited, but I also starstruck. am very nervous because when I get s- like starstruck, I get I turn into like a complete idiot and I can't say words. And yeah. be- be- so I'm very be- nervous. Be-
0: will BB be, be there? Will be- no. BB be-, be-, <laughs> be-, be there? Be- be 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 be. I would faint. Be there, BB. Be there. If I saw BB Earth, I would faint.
2: I feel. That Bernadette Peters is Bernadette Peters going to be there? No, but she was on our last one. I'm not not a liberty
0: to say anything else about that. Oh, oh
1: my God! Oh.
0: You can tell us off, yeah, all fair, perhaps. It'll be our secret. Um, some <laughs> who would have thought I was going to get some like tea on BB Ooh. or <laughs> on a, on a Bernadette <laughs> Peters today?
2: It's So random. You never know what you're going to get with
0: me. That is. I got so the cool. tea on the
2: Bernadette <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Oh <laughs> wow! Oh my God! I wish we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that out. Okay, great. Um, so that's <laughs> to the editor. <laughs> yeah. So that sounds good. So work wins. Work wins. Wines are just you know regular wines. Okay. <laughs> work <laughs> <The> wines. <standard. laughs> what it's like to to work with
0: people. Was say, just, do you still work with that guy who has that shelf bookshelf that he <laughs> yeah. won't allow anybody to put anything on it, even like, though he at, doesn't use is it? Still empty. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, sure so is. funny. He's yeah. a very, um, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Persnickety? <laughs> um, oh my god, the word is, like, kept falling out of my head. Territorial. Oh, yeah. He's very right. much like, this is mine, and you can't touch it. Regardless of, like, I just feel like something happened to him in his life, oh, <laughs> yeah. in his childhood, and people have taken a things traumatic, from him.
0: Do you think it's a traumatic bookshelf incident and now he has like that
2: sacred bookshelf. somebody took a bookshelf from him in his childhood and he will never let go
0: okay so i gotta tell you guys um do you have any more no that's plenty for me so (laughs) this week was a doozy for me at work um i am a corporate trainer and i do love my job but uh, i mean it's I can definitely, and not that I ever didn't respect teachers. Teachers are awesome; they're the foundation of, uh, you know, our future and whatnot. But I definitely way respect everything that teachers go through. Um, now, because I'm essentially a teacher for adults, and you would think that that's a lot different from teaching kids, and it's not, because there are a lot of adults, adults that are like act like children. Um, and so my training class this week, my training classes are hit or miss. Um, the, I'm in my like very 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 busy time at work which total apologies to you guys you guys have been texting me and i've like not been getting back and i feel really bad about that and it's mainly because if you text me at work i've just been like really really busy so my apologies um so i i but i have uh i've had a class the past six weeks uh i've had five classes and they're with me the entire day all day so it's like watching people training them all that kind of stuff and it can be great but like this past week was really tough um, because I had five trainees. Two of them were okay. They were pretty good. One of them would not stop sleeping. Oh, my God. Um, one of them was on his phone the whole time and then kept Ugh. pretending like he was being sneaky by having it, like, under the desk. And it's Ugh. like, dude, I, I can see... I'm standing up. I can see under the desk. Like, I can see your phone. And then the third lady, this was the worst, would not stop talking about her dead husband. And Whoa. it was... I've never been in this situation honestly horrible like her situation she told us all about it on the first day and it is awful like she was she was widowed very randomly like it was a sudden death mm-hmm. um, of a very otherwise healthy person and her talking about it and then on top of like I've heard the whole story but several times but on top of that she also had like a tumor removed from her brain like right after Jesus. he died and it was awful. Like. Not trying to discount that, but she probably brought it up randomly in training maybe, like, two or three times a day. Whoa. And everybody else in the training was just like, like, what do you <laughs> say when somebody brings up, like, and how how much misery that they're in, yeah. you know? Like. And it was so bad, and I felt so awful, but I'm, like, I had to tell uh, the manager she's going to be reporting to, that my colleague... Like, I'm a little worried because her job, what I'm training her for, is being on the phone essentially yeah. with the public. And I'm like, I'm just really nervous. She's gonna like bring this up and things are gonna go into a weird place. And I mean, she like broke down crying several times in the training. It was tough. Wow. I mean, just to illustrate the. I don't au- even think I know what to do. Oh my God. It was tough. And like, just to illustrate the awkwardness, um, I do a getting to know you question every day of the training that they're with me. As like an icebreaker, and one of the questions that I asked this group was if you could pick anyone to play you in a in a movie about your life, who would it be? Like the actor or actress? And everybody said theirs, and we're all laughing and having fun. And it got it got to this one woman, and she said, um, "I think that I would elect for that movie not to be made because I wouldn't want any actress to have to go through the pain I've been through in the past year." Cool. Where do we go from there? Yeah. Like, uh, like okay,
1: thank you for sharing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa. And the next person says, like, Seth
0: Rogen. And like, <laughs> right. No, no, literally after that, I was just like, oh, okay, I understand. And I was like, so you maybe at this point wouldn't necessarily, like, want to be a partner in that venture. And she was like, no, definitely not. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, I understand that. You know, I'm so sorry to hear about that. And then I'm like, and I would choose AD Bryant. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, like, right after that, like, I was the last person to go. Um, but it's it was like that all week and it was rough and it was the first time I've ever been put in that situation. <laughs> and also, like, I don't want to sound like I'm making fun of her no. at all because, like, I can't imagine. I mean, I can't the amount of pain, like, I can't imagine what would happen if my partner unexpectedly passed away. Like, it the amount of grief, um, and we don't even have kids together, and like, the amount of grief would be really hard, but it was. It was a very difficult training week for me, like a heavy, heavy week. Mm -hmm. So I was leaving on Friday and my boss was like, you just need to go. It was like three o'clock and she was like, just go. Um, So I've had quite a few alcoholic beverages this week. Um, So work has been tough. Um, My win um, definitely is that uh, my niece was in town um, a couple weeks ago. And that's always going to be my win, of course. Um, She is 20, almost 21 months um, Stella and of course she's absolutely precious and adorable and we took her to the zoo and that was really fun because she loves animals and she loved the bears oh. the bears were her favorite especially the polar bear um, so she calls every animal uh, a bubba or bubbas <laughs> so she would just point at every animal and say bubba oh. um, and my parents dog's name is uh, Sam and she she's really smart like within the, within the first 12 hours of her being in town she started saying Sammy Aww. Um, and so before she left we were leaving her and she was like, I was like alright see you at Christmas Stella and I said are you going to miss Sammy and she went Sammy Aww. and it was so cute she's so adorable and just getting to hang out with my brother is just such a gift that's like such a precious relationship to me and I know that Ashley you have your one other sibling lives far mm-hmm. away too. So you know what it's like when you guys actually are in town to have that time and like we're p- true partners in crime. Yeah. We get in trouble together. We like we're so similar. And so getting to be with him was great. Um, so that was my biggest win. But yeah, other than that, I mean I've been off. I was doing so well on like my dieting and like my eating right, and that's just gone out the window. Like Same. and I'm just super Depressed about it with myself um, because even though I've like kept off the weight that I lost earlier in the year and I'm proud of that, I just feel a difference in myself when I'm not practicing healthy habits. Like, I, I don't sleep as well, I'm more irritable, I just feel the difference. So, that's kind of been a downer as well. But other than that, overall, I went, I did the Cincy Brew Bus with my parents yesterday, and that was like a blast. I'm going to circle back to that when we start talking about political events <laughs> um Uh-oh. so it's great so Neen what about you any ones and ones you would um, like to mention
1: yeah I had some work wins that I told you guys about this week that yes was, like, super surprising I won't get into de- details but things are going much better at work right now and I they started off very rocky like am I going to keep doing this rocky mm-hmm. um but they're they've been good recently Not on one. um and the biggest win is that Chris, my husband, par- my husband, my partner, my He's husband, your partner as well, <laughs> my husband graduated from UC um, so about awesome. a month ago, <clears throat> and that has been a long time coming. He actually started his college career like 19 years ago, and wow. just through a series of life events and different things happening he um took some years off did night schools and about three or four years three years ago probably he decided to get back in just because um he you know he's paying all these student loans and doesn't have anything to show for it so why not pay student loans and actually like have a degree from it so he now has his associates and his bachelors and he's very excited about that and um he has just been he's been working so hard. He does second shift at Rheingeist and then um, he would like go to classes and do tests and homework in the mornings and start and like help out with the baby in the morning. So it's been very stressful and tiring and now that's over. Um, so that's a big one. A that's big excellent. wine and I, I don't want to be too whiny about it, but Chris's mom has moved into our house.
0: <laughs> I, I was like, wondering. I feel like you were going to talk about that. Say no more. <laughs> I don't even think you need to give the details. I, so I feel like throw. if my mother moved into my house, I know. like that would be tough. So Let alone like if your mother-in-law. mother-in-law. <laughs> right moved into my house
1: I have to laugh about it because I will just break down it's not as <laughs> bad as oh God. That. that was so it's real it's not as that bad got real it's not as bad as just, it sounds because honestly I
0: will just kill myself we, <laughs> live,
1: we live in two separate units of the house we, we own the duplex and we live in one unit and she has her completely separate other unit so in a way it just worked out timing wise that our renter was moving out and she was moving in And it's just been Did she just, like, make
0: the decision to be like, by the way, I'm moving in? No,
1: it was very... Like, we approached her about it because the timing was just too good. And she needed a place. Our renter was moving out. And um, it's just been chaotic. Like, as soon as she moved in, she had to have this surgery. And so it's just been kind of... um, uh, It's just been a lot of fixing up the place while she's in there and also trying to like work it into our schedule like Walt goes to bed at seven thirty, eight 8 at night and a lot of the times I will be down there until about 10 o'clock after he goes to bed making sure that things are painted like every square inch of that place is you are so it. much stronger I was of a night night. than I am I me too <laughs> And I was so tired I was like almost in tears how tired I was I was just like I have got to get this room finished otherwise I'm just gonna prolong my sentence tomorrow like I'm gonna have to right. do this again yeah so might as well get it finished um so it's just been a lot of a lot of family time recently a lot of um forced family time well yeah well yes and I think like <laughs> love we're pretty much <laughs> used we're pretty much used to seeing her every day now um and it's it, like she's still recovering from the surgery, so we're still kind of like checking in on her and everything. And she's been fine; she's been great. Oh, good. Um, and she, um, I mean, she's been healthy and everything. And the, the, I will say, the biggest, the biggest annoyance is her dog, is like a little yappy, like, like lap dog, oh. and it is the yappiest thing. We cannot, like, knock on her door or walk on our sidewalk or anything without, this without thing, like setting like, going crazy. So, that honestly has been the most annoying thing is the dog.
0: Does he, does the dog wake up Walter?
1: Um, Walt, thank God, is a pretty good sleeper. I can see it happening, though. That's
0: good, because that's what I would think about. I know. Like, shut the damn dog
1: up. The <laughs> yeah. baby is sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's been fun. I mean, we are definitely still adjusting to routines and to, um, like, personal balance like our our personal routines and in the mornings like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hang out and chat like I have to go to work I'm usually very late to walking out the door to go to work and dropping off Walt and everything so there's just been a lot of um a lot of adjusting which is fine I think it's gonna work out it's been honestly like it hasn't been as bad as as um I made it sound initially like it's been fine the living situation It's just um, the adjustment and the preparation Mm -hmm. of making sure everything down there is, like, ready for her. Right. Which it wasn't (coughs) when she moved in. So that's been the stress. Yeah. That's Uh. tough. But, yeah, anytime you start start a sentence with, well, the mother-in-law moved into the house, it's kind of like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it
2: doesn't even matter the scenario. You could be as close as possible to yeah. I was going to her, gonna say, I
0: love And it would my... still be
2: frustrating and yeah. difficult situation.
0: I, I like Travis's mom a lot. Like, I like his parents. They're so nice to me. We don't really see them that often. Um, But I just think that it's also just a person getting used to having that close relationship with the person that lives underneath you guys because yeah. previously it's been tenants yeah so I mean really anytime somebody moves in downstairs that you're close with it's there's going to be a amount of time that you're trying to figure out boundaries yeah. right right and you're getting used to it yeah. so I mean it doesn't really matter who it is but like yeah mother-in-law that's yeah I mean I from anybody's standards that stuff
1: and honestly like Chris and I know that we're not going to live there forever we're like very much ready to to get a little bit more space and we're thinking maybe in the next year or two we'll probably seriously be moving so we just we went into the arrangement knowing like it wasn't a like lifelong right situation um and it'll be nice when we do move out to have like someone that we know and trust like kind of watching the the house because so
0: she's planning on being there long term
1: i i would assume so
0: okay
1: um and the idea is that she would stay and we would just rent out our So she could kind of be, like, the person on site, you know. So not that she would be very, like, useful as as far as, like, facilities or upkeep. But, like, she would be able to tell us, hey, these guys are, like, throwing bottles on the sidewalk. Like, you might right? They're, like, flicking their cigarette butts everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that is
0: what is new with us. There's a lot going on. There is. It is. So, what do we think about, uh, do we have any, d- any topics that we would like to uh, discuss? Um, I could jump right into
1: two. garbage people and winners, because they kind of go hand in hand. Alright, so let's do it. do it. So, I have two garbage people, but they're kind of um, the reasons why I also have my winners, because they are related. Um, one is, did you guys hear about the University of Tennessee college t-shirt bullying oh Oh, yeah Yeah. it broke my heart but the amount of um, like support that this kid has gotten is just so beautiful so this kid fourth grader his favorite team is University of Tennessee and for their one of their themes theme days at school was wear your college favorite college t-shirt well he doesn't have his favorite college t-shirt because he can't afford it So he drew, he just used a pencil on a piece of notebook paper and drew the letters U-T on it and taped it or pinned it in some way to an orange shirt and got bullied relentlessly to the point where he came back from lunch and just started crying at his desk and his teacher just was heartbroken about it. Um, And I think she tweeted about it or put it on Facebook or something. And the University of Tennessee found it and made made it an official University of Tennessee t-shirt with that sketch on it I think that is so, so, it just so, so gives so me cool. chills it just oh I love it so much and it, it they have 50,000 pre-orders for this shirt yeah. I would love to buy that shirt um and then at their most recent game the uh the whole band wore the shirt so it just Aww. goes to show you that there are still good people in the world even yeah, though
0: kids are so it. pure like they bull, are not the bullies, some but of them But, like, that is – that's, like, such a pure thing to do is being, like, I don't care that I don't have this official shirt. But, like, I still want to rep my team and get in the spirit and horrible that people would bully the kid for that. That's the world we live in. Yeah. But um, it is awesome that the college did that. Yeah. Very cool.
1: And my other topic was um, also bullying theme. But did you guys um, read anything or watch the James Corden, Bill Maher – Mm-hmm. Bar. Um, so, Bill Maher was on his show this past week, um, and he was saying that we need to bring back fat shaming. He said that Bill th- Maher was yes, Ugh. and Bill Maher is like, you know, there's a there's a certain amount of fat shaming that's good. We need to bring some back or Whoa. something
0: like that. He said that to James Corden. No, no, no.
1: James Maher said this on his TV show, like as a topic to talk about. Oh, Bill, Bill about? Maher
0: did yeah. okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And James Corden heard it. And did a big speech on his show to Bill Maher, and is like, look, if fat shaming existed, if fat shaming like didn't exist anymore, there wouldn't be any fat people. Like, it's believe me, like it's still here. Yeah. He's like, you're you're talking to a guy who has um, been on a diet for thirty years of his life, and this this is how I'm doing. It's like, yeah. This is just... Like it's a struggle.
0: Like yeah. Just, I think like, a lot of people don't realize it's a struggle. And he's oh, like... Yeah. And
1: it's not like I don't know that it's not good for me. It's just like, this is how I'm doing. This is, who, this is how I am. And it's going to be something that I'm going to have to think about for the rest of my life. Like, this is something that is going to be a topic in mm-hmm. my brain that I have to, like, consciously think about every time I eat for the rest of my life.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: he's just like, I think... It's really, you know, you can, you can call it fat shaming, but what it really is is bullying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if, if, if fat shaming, like, didn't still exist, there would be no fat kids in right. school. Like, it's, it would just be people. Because guess what fat shaming does to fat people. Nothing. But it, I was gonna it say, increases yeah. depression. Yeah, It increases, like... like how, how many
2: people are fat walking around? and don't know they're fat. Exactly. Give me Nobody a break. and have not been. Nobody needs to be told. It.
1: Yeah, <laughs> guys, exactly.
2: Just keep it to yourself.
1: Yeah, like. and it's like it's not like they're not being told by the things that they see on TV or that like or the clothes that they try to wear that mm-hmm. you know doesn't fit them or whatever and it's like
0: it's it's not like a big secret. Yeah. Know? Like yeah. I'm a size 12 14 and you think that every single time I try something on I'm scared it's not going to fit. Every single right. time I eat, I'm like, oh, should I eat? Should I have eaten that or not? Right. Yeah. Every single time I work out, I'm, like, paranoid about what I look like when I'm working out mm-hmm. if other people are around. Like, yeah, constantly. You constant. live with it day
2: in and day out. Yeah. There's, no one ever needs to be told. Skinny people think they're fat.
0: Like, it's people not, yeah. being
2: told and being aware of being fat is not an issue. Right. I think.
0: You're right and though, just, like if, if and fat shaming is
2: not gonna help. If like. fat
0: shaming really would help the problem, yeah. then there wouldn't be any fat people exactly. because we get shamed constantly. Yeah. So that's not going that's not gonna do anything. Yeah, it just makes it worse. It makes yeah. people feel worse about themselves. Mm-hmm. That's why one of the reasons that and Ashley got me into Lizzo. I love Lizzo. <laughs> but that's one of the reasons I love her is because she's so like proud of herself for being an intelligent independent ambitious smart woman who is awesome and is totally herself and she does look phenomenal not that it really matters like it honestly doesn't matter like she's got a great message she's smart she's talented um but you know she's a bigger woman and she's just like this is me I'm really proud of myself I'm proud of the way that I look and it is amazing how many people just hate that like, mm-hmm. how many people just hate so much women who have the nerve to like themselves? Yeah, it's, like, so radical. It's, know. like, uh, I heard uh, Megan uh, Rapino talking about this, and uh, she's on the cover of, like, one of the big fashion magazines. Or it might be Vanity Fair. I don't know. She's on the cover with her girlfriend of a magazine, and she's being interviewed. And she was, like, I got so much hate for saying things that if a man said them, it wouldn't have been a big deal. She's, like, men... Constantly, like, male athletes constantly talk about their confidence and like how awesome they are at what they do. And she was like, and I had the boldness essentially to say, like, I'm pretty psyched about me being one of the best athletes in the world. And people came out and was like, you need, people came out and were like, you need to be more modest. And it's like, people just hate the fact that I'm a woman mm-hmm. who has opinions, who says their opinions, who likes herself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that makes people mad. Mm-hmm. And I totally think it's the same thing with like Bill Maher. Like, what do you not like about yourself? Oh, and oh, this was such a because it's good burn so obvious that James I feel like Gordon's he doesn't part. like something about himself. That's he why he said being like, like
1: that. he's like, sorry, Bill. Not everyone is as lucky as you who can burn thirty five thousand dollars or thirty five thousand calories a day on like your on because you have like a. It, like a superiority complex or something like that. <laughs> like yeah, like um, your ego alone. Yeah, probably, yeah. it
2: burns a lot. Of I colors. know.
1: That's so, um, but it also made me think about. Um, I've really been wanting to start a new, um, because obviously we all buy into like the, the diet. Oh The, the yeah. fad diet. Oh yeah. Works um, for me, me personally, personally, too. I've done that. all. Of me them. too. And I always feel like I work just as hard to. Or I, I work like three times as hard to stay exactly the same. Right. And the thing I is I feel like you're gonna say the exact same thing that I've been thinking lately. Oh gosh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say that I I was looking at a new like here I am looking for a new program to start because I really feel like I need some kind of because that's how I that's how I lose weight for small amounts of time. Is I mm-hmm. have like these strict guidelines that I follow for you white knuckle your way through it and yeah. you do
0: see results, but it's and the then hard. It's, un,
1: it's not maintainable. So um, I was like, I'm going to do Weight Watchers. People do Weight Watchers all the time. It's obviously been around for, what, 30 years for mm-hmm. a reason or whatever. And I've done it before to some success, like, before I got married, and now I'm, I'm going to do it again. But then I heard about their child program. Did you guys hear
0: about this fucking... What? Oh, yeah. They have, like, a Weight Watchers program for kids. Where it what? tells kids you... kids lose weight.
1: It's like an app on your kid's phone starting at eight years old for kids as young as eight. To like mm-hmm. their 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 marketing is that it's like teaching you healthy life habits, which is great, but what's not great is like I feel like from a young age, if you're told this is a good food, this is a bad food, then you, then it, you it's ingraining in your
0: mind that like I'm not allowed to have that because That's it's like bad. you against right. food, yeah, right.
1: it's like. I don't know or that you don't
0: deserve to occasionally have like a piece of cake or something. Like I know that weight watchers is all about like but the fact is we're a non-diet because you right. can eat whatever you want. You yeah. just in, you know, moderation. And okay, that's fine. I understand that and that philosophy does I think work to an extent, but it's really hard to start training kids, kids to be about that.
2: that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to develop really unhealthy relationships with food yeah. and yeah. not see food as Medicine and mm-hmm.
1: as like nutrients nourishment yeah.
2: and like and things do like that and you know how
1: resentful I would have been of my mother if she had started me on I know that's what I worry about too Weight Watchers too. Oh so, as a kid because the kids can't do I mean, I mean I'm sure that
0: they I'm sure some kids somewhere would say like mom can you put me on the kids Weight Watchers program but like yeah. most of the kids that are being put on that it's not their choice yeah. like they're 8 they're yeah. 10 they're 12 like yeah, and ugh that's gross so you can't can't be imagine being that.
2: bullied. can you imagine having to be like at school like I have
1: to Let enter my, my Weight app. Watchers oh
0: my <sighs> Yes. lunch. Or somebody, or Ugh. like a kid, like one of the kids, like one of the bullies finding out that you're like on Weight yeah. Watchers. Right. Like that hurts my heart to I know. Think about it. So that's sure. why I really,
1: I, I haven't jumped on back on the Weight Watchers thing because I just feel really uncomfortable yeah. about it. But when I was, when I, uh, Body Posse Panda actually posted Love about her. it. That's how I knew about it. And she was like, if you really want to, um, focus on health and mm-hmm. not, like, body image, um, follow these people. And she, like, tagged a bunch of people. And mm-hmm. one of them was Caroline Dooner, The um, I guess this is kind of my um, recommendation. Um, she has a book called The Fuck It Diet. And I started following her, and she just has really, like... I don't know. They speak to me. Her little mm-hmm. inspirational <laughs> tweets and stuff. Like I started following her too because I saw your post. Oh, I was yeah. like, Oh, what's this? Yeah. And I checked. it Like out. one of them that I just love was um, uh, eating really works. It takes away hunger, keeps yes. you alive, gives you energy. <laughs> wow, wow. And then I one of that. them was um, lots of people think they're addicted to food, but they're actually addicted to dieting, which yeah. is like, yep, it's yeah. like
0: light bulb moment. You also, know, same. it's it's like kind of. Um, In a a weird, sick addiction to like self-loathing. Totally. Like I know that I will eat something, and then I will beat myself up about it. I will be so ashamed of. I will be so ashamed of it. And this is something I'm actually never. I can't believe I'm talking about this on record. It's like embarrassing. Like my family doesn't know this. Travis knows this, but very few people know that starting in college, um, up until fairly recently, the past couple of years, I was like. Whenever I felt bad about something that I ate, I threw up, mm. and um, not all the time. I wasn't—I don't consider myself like a bulimic who had like a an addiction to throwing up after they ate. But it's like if I ate something and I felt really ashamed of it, I'd make myself throw up, and I didn't think it was a big thing. I didn't think it was like an issue because I just kind of felt like, well, I don't do it a lot, and like I, I just was delusional to think that like it wasn't that wasn't something that was so destructive
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then one time I was talking to my cousin about it we were out and like I we were both kind of drunk and like I was talking about it and he was he just got so serious and he was like "I, you're being so mean to your body by doing that He was like that's really bad like pl- please don't do it like promise me you're not going to do it anymore like not for me but for yourself just don't do it um and it like hit home to me that somebody was actually telling me like that is really destructive. You are in denial if you don't think that that is unhealthy behavior yeah. and that you're self-loathing like when you're doing that. And so now I've gotten like so much better about it and I don't do it anymore. Um but it just shows you somebody who I mean I feel I like my body like most of the time. Like I feel good about my body. Um I don't hate my body. I don't do a lot of crash dieting or anything like that, but it just shows you that even And I'm not, like, a huge, morbidly obese person, not that it matters, but it's, like, it just shows you that everybody has body issues. Yeah. Everybody. Even everybody. the
2: skinny, tiny people. Oh, my
0: God. The skinny, yeah. like, most of the, sometimes the the people who have them the worst uh-huh. are, like, the really small. Uh-huh. Like, my mom is a really small person. They put on
2: five pounds, and then yeah. think it's, like, the end of the world. And my mom like, is I a really small person. put five pounds on like, in a day. Yeah. yeah. Like... I'm
0: working on like exponential numbers here. <laughs> so that is tough. But I, I saw that too. I saw that on the uh, body, Posi Panda. Yeah. I thought it was just hilarious. Well, that, I
1: was going to say, like, when, try eating food. Yeah. <laughs> like, your body will be happy. And handy. she just posted one that was like, um, how to cut carbs cut in half, cut in segments, <laughs> cut diagonally, cut into wedges. Oh my God. And there's and pictures
0: for all of them, which is hilarious. And use a knife. I, I just, just love said it. the other <laughs> day,
1: I just said
2: yesterday to Cam, I was like, you know, I've been dieting, like, I've been on some kind of diet since, like, I can't even remember. You can remember, yeah. Since you were, like, I don't remember not being on one. Yeah. So, I was, like, but I feel like I've just gained and gained, like, slowly. And I feel like it might be because of, like, dieting all the time. Because Mm -hmm. instead of just, like, kind of eating and eating what I want, when I want, in smaller amounts... I tend to, like, diet, and then I'll be like, ugh, I dieted for, like, this long, I need a treat, and then I eat, like, all of the things that I want. And then you have, and like, then, an
0: epic cheat day, yeah. and then you hate yourself for it. Then you
2: feel miserable, ugh. you hate yourself for it, and you're probably gaining weight. Like, if I think about it, I'm like, I'm probably gaining weight or evening out or something. Yeah, but I right. think that's probably, like, harder on your body or something, but I was like, what if I just, like, stopped for a minute and just, like, mm-hmm. ate what I felt like but don't go crazy just like be normal just, yeah. until you're like just don't think so hard about it yeah. Think
1: so like that, overthinking
2: that, it all the time that would
1: be like the intuitive eating right thing and I, I I can't I have not been on a strict diet in a long time but like I just find myself like overeating to the point of like uncomfortable you yeah know? oh
0: uncomfortable is the worst. the worst and then I'm
1: just like why do I do this to myself yep. I don't understand
2: yeah no, it's very weird psychological Well, the other thing is, like, when you're constantly dieting, I can only imagine the stress goes up. And when your stress is high, like your cortisol levels, Mm -hmm. that's, like, famously, you know, hard to lose weight if you're stressed. Yeah. So, I can only imagine that it, like, kind of adds to it because you're, like... Trying to be perfect at everything all the damn time, right. like I'm trying to eat the exact right things and exercise the right amount of times, and yeah. be Just amazing at work talking, and constantly. be amazing at home and be the best person and and then all living in,
0: and then living and dying on what the scale says, yeah, yeah. and like. I'm going to be in a bad... Like, I've totally been there. Like, I'm going to be in a really bad mood. If the scale doesn't say what I want it to, oh, it doesn't, I'm going to be in a bad mood. I'm going to be mad at my body all day. Yeah. Um, if the scale does say what I wanted to say, then I somehow feel like I'm a better person for it, which Mm -hmm. I'm not. Um, I'm the same person.
1: And I don't, I don't say this lightly at all, but I think, like, anyone who diets, like, consistently, like, how we all do, like, has a form of an eating disorder. I think it's definitely, Mm -hmm. like we have an unhealthy relationship with food because we're not happy with, like... I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I totally think that's correct. It is it tough. Sucks. And that is something that... So sucks. I was just... I'm sorry. I was just super happy about James... Is um, it Corden or Corbin? I never it's, know. It's Corden. Corden. Yeah. I was super happy with his take on it because he's like... Like, you, you wouldn't understand. You don't have to think about it every single day. You mm-hmm. haven't had to think about it every single day since you were five years old. And, like... It, it was just nice to yeah. hear from him
2: it's but. nice for him to say that and it's like can I just say it's kind of nice for it to come from a man yeah oh my god because so I nice. feel like women are the only people who are speaking up about this yeah. stuff mostly like. this yeah. is like, I was, and because most of the time it feels like women have a higher standard for it yeah. like mm-hmm. or people have a lower threshold for fat women than they right. do men like it's okay for men to be fat right in mm-hmm. our society in a lot of ways right and it's, it's good to hear him say like oh I've dealt with this and this is like an issue too. But yeah, well, there's I definitely that. think the pressure is higher for women.
0: There's a long history though of what we see in the media, even just through like, uh, you know, like TV shows that we grew up with, like sitcoms, where there's like the chubby, there's like the man. chubby, the chubby humorous guy who's married to like this super who's oh, yeah. married to like a younger. Svelte. Uh, svelte, beautiful woman who's kind of bitchy. Yeah, like um, they're like you king know king of queens, king of, no, no. King of Well, I king, of, said king of the hill. <laughs> that one too.
2: <laughs> Hank and Peggy.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: that one too. They could have drawn so, her a little bigger. They, yeah, they
0: could have. Um, no. Uh, but seriously, like, and actually, now that you guys talk about King of the Hill, I'm just gonna say it. It's probably very unexpected. Are you looking for something in my kitchen? The tea, the tea is in the cabinet behind the boxed wine i'm ashamed to say that but it's true behind the boda box nope up, up up top there you go um but i actually have to say it so travis and i watch a lot of king of the hill i love king of the hill and i'm not like a big fan of uh adult cartoon shows um like i don't watch family guy i think that's trash to be honest but um, or like, I
2: literally, s- love Family <laughs> Guy.
0: Do you? <laughs> yes, yeah, so oh, much. Oh, it's so bad. It's so annoying.
2: But <laughs> I do. I love it. I, can't I watch.
0: It. We watch Bob's Burgers, and um, we watch a lot of King of the Hill. And I gotta say, I feel like their son Bobby Hill is a revolutionary character because he is a chubby kid, a chubby boy in his coming of age years. He's like a tween, and I'm not kidding when I say that there are so many episodes. That are about like the plight of Bobby not being what his pa- Texan traditional parents want him to be. Um, and I love Bobby. and Bobby is just—I mean—he's a gift. Like I—I I love his character, but there are a lot of episodes where it's like he wants to do—he wants to be a magician or he wants to be a comedian, <laughs> and his and Hank is like upset that he doesn't want to like try out for baseball. Um, and it is, like, there's one time where he keeps going to the mall secretly to compulsively eat these chicken liver sandwiches, and then he gets gout, because, because, does? yes, oh my god! and then he, like, puts together a little routine with his cane from having gout, and it, like, cracks up all the kids at school, and his, Hank is, like, really upset about it, and he's, like, I don't know why he's not embarrassed, he should be embarrassed, and so there's kind of, like, an underlying theme of, uh, the... Especially his dad constantly like wanting judgment. Bobby to be like embarrassed for who he is yeah. because he's a chubby, unathletic, like funny kid, and Aww. so it's actually like a fairly um. And granted, I mean, King of the Hill started in like ninety nine or something. Um, and was on for like thirteen seasons, and it's actually a pretty revolutionary take on the traditional father son relationship, mm-hmm. um, in the Midwest and the South, um, so. There you go. There you. You're see right. The, that was
2: unexpected. I did not expect her to say. I didn't think where this character is. was going to be revolutionary.
0: Well, I feel like I feel like it is because you're right. We see a lot of examples. I mean, friends. We see like Fat Monica and like oh, we see I a lot know. of examples. Fat Monica's skinnier than me, by the way. I was going <laughs> right. to say Fat Monica is like a size ten. Yeah. Um, but you see a lot of examples in um, pop, like even I mean, I love Frasier. Everybody knows this is like one of my favorite shows. But in Frasier. Um, You know, there's, like, Daphne. Like, the way that they cover up filming. Oh, There's, like, one season where the actress, Jane Leaves is pregnant. And they want to try to cover it up. So they just make it. Her entire storyline the entire season is Daphne got fat. (laughs) So it's, like, they pad her down everywhere else. And it's, like, Daphne just gained 60 pounds. Like, she's not pregnant. And it's just frustrating because there are also a lot of storylines during that season about, like, making fun of, like, Oh, it's funny, like the ways that fat people live, or like the yeah. cracks at her expense, and mm-hmm. by these people who are supposed to love her and be her family. And um, so we see it time and time again with female characters. I will never forget the feeling I had, and I love—I part of me really loves Sex in the City. Okay, there I said it. Um, but the first Sex in the City movie, going to see that, and like one of the uh, one of the storylines for Kim Cattrall's character Samantha is that she gains weight. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, there's a moment in the movie where, like, they open the door. She comes in. They haven't seen her in a while because she, like... Belly. And they're, like... <gasps> and, like, the other women gasp at her. And I remember not even noticing when I watched the movie. And I was, like, wait, what? Like, why are they gasping? Yeah. And then they're, like, gasping because she's wearing, like, a midriff. And apparently she had a gut, so to speak. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. She's probably, like, a size 4. Yeah. Um, And has... I did not even notice like what they were talking about when they were like oh my god what happened to you I'm like wait what did happen to her yeah. like you couldn't tell and like that is that is so unhealthy that, that somebody could write that and watching. it would just be nobody nobody stepped in about it was like this is a little ridiculous like yeah. let's like, just
1: let her be happy <laughs>
0: you know so uh I'm, I'm gonna flip the script a little bit and we're gonna um talk about something other than body issues because we could go on all day let's be honest uh, i really want to see if you guys want to see the movie uh britney runs a marathon i really want to see it coming out that? Don't so it's that. a movie coming out. It's a comedy, and it's about a girl who goes to the doctor. She's, like, around our age. She goes to the doctor and uh, in New York, and um, her doctor is basically like, you know you're overweight. Like, you are rest for da-da-da-da, like, all these things. And she's just like, oh, like, like she, she was like, why are you being so serious like this to me? Like, it was like a wake-up call, so she decides she's going to run a marathon. And she's like a uh, uh, – Like us, I don't consider, like, uh, a super large, massive person. Not that it matters if you are. You're no less of a person. But she's, like, maybe a size 12, size 14. So she's like, I'm going to run a marathon. And so she trains for this marathon. And it's all about that journey of, like, uh, how she feels about herself and doing this really hard thing that she never thought she would do. And um, your... Inside, I, I heard an, um, the actress that plays her, I heard an interview. If you guys saw a picture of the actress, you would totally know who she is. She's been in a bunch of stuff. But um, she was interviewed on NPR, and she gave this really great interview about how there are several themes where it's like uh, you can see her character is losing weight and getting in better shape, but her personality in some aspects still sucks. Mm-hmm. Like she's not improving as a person, mm-hmm. even though she's losing weight. So the idea of um, you know what you look like or what the scale says to you being like a quote unquote healthy person, um, is not, not the truth. Like, um, so it's, it just looks really good. It looks really funny. Yeah. Um, so I really want to see it. But what I wanted to bring up, those were great, uh, great garbage people and, Mm -hmm. um, winners. Um, I want to bring up Brett Kavanaugh. Did you guys hear? What do you do now? I did hear. Brett Kavanaugh, um. Supreme Court justice uh, Unfamiliar. Uh, Controversial <laughs> Supreme Court justice um, Is now I mean I don't know But like most likely probably going to Be asked to resign or step down Because there are more uh, Claims of sexual assault coming out this is new. This is like, like breaking. Like today. This is today. I did not know that. Um, so, this is brand new information. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I saw today, because I hurry up and post this so we can break it. Though,
2: <laughs> um,
0: okay, so uh, Julian Castro and Kamala Harris have called for his impeachment. Impeachment. Um, this is literally today. I just looked it up on HuffPost um, this morning. But, okay, so basically what happened is that uh, these two these two writers, these two women, are writing a book about Brett Kavanaugh, um, to document the um, allegations um, against him. There are many more allegations other than just, um, you know, uh, Christine Blasey Ford. So uh, these newer allegations, though, are coming from um, his days at Yale. So after he was in high school, when he was in college – and um, essentially the allegation is that... Uh, the, so a classmate... Okay, let me... I can read the exact text from you. Classmate at Yale, Max Steyer, told two New York Times reporters that he saw Kavanaugh with his pants down at a drunken Yale University party where friends pushed Kavanaugh's penis into the hands of a male stu- or a female student. Um, oh. The report was similar to an allegation lodged against Kavanaugh last year from former classmate Deborah Ramirez. Um, so Deborah Ramirez's statement and she was consistent and she reported the statement there are witnesses that said that way before he was a supreme court justice before he was a politician at all like the day like the week that it happened the incident happened she was telling people Mm -hmm. um so it seems a little far fetched that she would just make it up now when she told people about this years ago um but her her allegation was that she also was at a party um and he was drunk and at one point he took off his pants and like underwear and started thrusting his like penis in her face and that she pushed him she had to push him kind of off of her like out of her space and and as a result she like had to touch his penis to push him away um and she was disgusted by it and apparently so much so that she told a lot of people um at Yale uh within a few days of this incident happening Mm -hmm. and has her story has been consistent, um, for like two decades. So like since essentially since they, it happened. Um, so, but this new incident, uh, there are classmates that are a few classmates that are stepping up that are saying, yeah, I was there like basically like witnesses, eyewitnesses that he, that this happened. Um, and it just makes me feel a lot of things. Um, it makes me feel upset that we devalue women as a culture so much that we dismiss what they say as lies. Yeah. When no, almost no woman. I mean, I know that false allegations happen, but there's such a small number. Like if you put up the, it's pretty rare. It's very rare. And, I mean, so many women that I know that are actual victims of this type of assault and this type of inappropriate behavior, unwarranted inappropriate behavior, um, are like, why would I make this up? Do you know how much it sucks being, coming out and talking about this? Like, do you know how much it sucks to be in the public eye and be called a liar? Do you know how much it sucks for people to roll their eyes and say that you asked for it? Like, nobody would want to do that. Like, nobody... Very few women, I know what happens, but very few women want to risk their personal sanity to be judged by other people. Um, But yeah, so this, this came out. So it makes me feel sad for women. It makes me feel upset at the incredible waste of resources of having this whole hearing that dragged on and this man still being appointed. Yeah. And now after all that, if he ends up getting impeached or stepping down, like think about the tremendous waste of energy, Ugh. money, resources. Like it just is such a waste for something that could have been prevented. Like him being in the Supreme Court could have been prevented so easily. Yeah. And so like that is upsetting to me. It makes me feel like, why does it fucking matter if we have a president of the United States who is um, held to a different standard than anybody else? Like, I mean, if these allegations—I mean, President Trump has been uh, alleged of so much much misconduct himself, and if he is untouchable, like— can stay in office then why it makes me feel like it seems absurd for us to be up on our high horse and be like no this person must step down this person must step down but Trump is fine Mm -hmm. like we have him recorded talking about assault bragging about it there are dozens of women that have came forward to tell their stories and it doesn't matter and like that is infuriating like what are you guys feelings about this uh, it's like, yes, are we, like,
1: living in a crazy town? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so Twilight zone that mm-hmm. this man is president, honestly. Yeah. I was listening to him talk on the TV this morning, watching him, and I just, it felt like, I don't know, it felt like I was looking out, it was like an out-of-body experience where I was looking at the TV like, is this real life right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. That I have to listen to him, and he's, like, the leader of my country? Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. <sighs> it's it's maddening but i was going to take it in a different direction but let's keep talking about trump and kavanaugh because that's it's really unfathomable it's where we are
0: it's interesting too because okay so yesterday um you know i went on the brew bus with my parents and my dad and i uh have we usually always are like. Uh, butt heads about politics. Like, mm-hmm. he voted for Trump. He still maintains, essentially, support for Trump. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. Love my oh. dad. It's tough. What? Yeah, that's hard. No, no, no that's that's hard. really hard. It's tough. Yeah. And my mom is different. My mom does not like Trump at all. But my dad does, and we just try most of the time not to talk about it, except for when we get together drunkenly, and then usually something comes up, and we end up yelling at each other and then making up. So it's fine. But yesterday we went on the brew bus and one of the guys that we met right off the bat was this guy who was by himself his name was morris and he was here from germany and it was his first time coming to cincinnati he was in town for business and he's like our age like late 20s ish and um he was by himself uh he just like reserved a ticket just as something to do that involved Mm -hmm. beer Mm -hmm. in cincinnati so we kind of like adopted him as part of our family for the day and he like hung out with us the whole day and then went to dinner with us afterwards and it was really really fun he was such a nice guy um but at like the second stop i forget he was talking about something having to do with politics in germany and i said okay i have to ask you do you like over in germany do you guys have an opinion of our president, like Donald Trump. And I could tell that he was like scared to say anything. Yeah. Cause he didn't know if I was like a supporter yeah. or not. Right. And I, you know, he didn't want to like alienate, I'm sure these mm-hmm. few people that he had befriended on this tour. right? Yeah. And I, I was like, you can tell me anything. I hate him. So you can, you can be <laughs> honest. And he started laughing and he was like, well, of course we have an opinion.
1: Yeah.
0: And I said, well, what's your opinion? And he was like,
1: mm.
0: he was like, well, I think he is not so serious of a man.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was just like, God, damn it that's so true (laughs) you're Um, so right but but he started laughing and he was like oh he's not so serious of a person um so he was like so most of the time we just roll our eyes yeah and I was just like "Mm, uh yeah and I was just like I know it's pretty upsetting well the reason we were talking about this now I remember was because he came over for business you know that it is very difficult right now to get into the country Um, to get into the United States with all of, like, the immigration crackdown and, like, all this stuff that's going on. Um, It's pretty scary, in my opinion. But some other guy from his company was supposed to come in and apparently didn't have – they had to do, like, a write-up. And he said this had never happened before when they have traveled here. But he had to do – they had to do, like, a write-up on what specifically he was coming here to do for work before they would let him in. And I guess that whatever the report was on that was rejected, um, from the U.S. government, so the person who was supposed to come wasn't able to come, and Morris, the guy who did come, was supposed to be on vacation this week, and his company last minute was like, "We have to get somebody over there to work," and this guy, like, they're not letting him in, so he ended up uh, getting his vacation. He 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 got his uh, vacation pushed back to the next week, and he said, "I'll do it if you guys let me." fly and put me up for the weekend so I can, like, do fun stuff other than just working. Yeah. So they said, okay, we'll do it. So he got into the country. He was like, that's unheard of. Like, we've never wow. had difficulty. And it's he works for Bosch. So that's, like, a large global company. Yeah. It's not like he's coming over to work for, like, a random, like, made-up, nobody's heard of a company. So uh, he ended up coming over, and it was his second day in the U.S., and I was telling him, I was like, yeah, it's really difficult right now because – um, the situation is that like we're not letting anybody in, like including um, people from the Bahamas who are like literally in danger of dying, yeah. like don't have clean water, have nowhere to go, no electricity. We will not even let them in temporarily um, because of like the Trump and Pompeo like um, guidelines for now for coming into the country, and it's crazy. So that's how we started talking about it. But later in the day, was towards the end of the day, we went to dinner. And he said, so... And he brought it up. And I could tell my dad was, like, not pleased. Um, But the German guy said, so what's the deal? What's going on with these, like, AR guns here? And I was like, oh. And I was like, um... I mean, there's, like, controversy because we have shootings all the time. And he was like, yeah, I know. I see it all the time. And I was like, oh, do you guys hear about it every time we have a shooting? He's like, yeah, it's on the front page every time. And I said, well, what what do you feel when you see that? And he got really serious and he was like, it just makes me feel so incredibly sad. And it was, even talking about it now is tough. Like seeing empathy Mm -hmm. from somebody who doesn't even live here. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like what are our politicians not getting? Like if somebody who's never even been here can look at a front page of a newspaper and like feel a way about it. Then like, how do people not care that live here? that like make the laws and so we were talking about it, and I was like, so what is what is the standard over in Germany? Like, what's what's the standard for gun ownership and things like that? And and he was just like, I mean, you just, you don't. And he was like, I don't know why you would have one. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who has a gun. I don't know why you would have one. And he was like, I mean, I guess maybe if you wanted to have a, a gun for protection, it's not usual that that would happen, but okay, like, that's okay. You can usually get that. And he's like, but you would never be able to get... Like a like an AR fifteen, and he was like, "That's the thought of that is like unheard of. Like nobody would ever be able to get that." And my dad, I could tell, I was like asking him more questions about it because he brought it up. And my dad was like, "Okay, that's enough. That's enough." Like to me, and I was just like, "He brought it up."
1: Do you guys remember on um, throwing shade a couple weeks ago? They were like, "Where are our like, you know?" They have their crazy right wing NRA people like where are our people like why yeah. don't we have rules for for our people that are like that like mm-hmm. um, like if, the, if we have rules in place where people can have these guns I want to see a counter rule where like mm-hmm you know for the next president that comes in they get taken like they get taken away because that's just as extreme as like you actually owning them.
0: Can we talk about Beto, talk about Beto? Okay. okay so yeah. uh, he, Beto O'Rourke is now a front runner for me for a couple different reasons but he was the first he's the first not even like a uh, presidential candidate for 2020 but like honestly really the first like person in politics United States politics to come out and literally say yes. We're gonna. T- I'm take gonna take your. I'm <laughs> gonna right. take your yeah. guns, Yeah. If you have an assault rifle, oh, if I I, love, yeah. I, I love. If that. you have an assault rifle and I become president under my administration, yes, I'm taking that from you. Yeah. And I'm like, why was that so hard to say? And why is that so
1: radical? Like, like the yes. Like, yeah. so when he said that, I remember being like, wow. Like, why is this so shocking? This should not. But be Why shocking. is this such a profound statement? But I do feel like like. Like, it it made me think of that Throwing Shade episode where I was like, yeah, we should have, like, as extreme of rules in place. Like, stop the semantics. Let's mm -hmm. stop the semantics
0: about, well, we need better background. Yes, okay, I do believe we need better background checks. Like, well, we need better background checks. You know, we would look into this. We would do more research. I don't need any more fucking research. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I live in a country where there has been a shooting, a random shooting in public every single day of the year. Mm -hmm. More than that this year. I don't need more research. And I liked it. So obviously he, he
1: was very, he has like a very close, um, association with the Texas shooting a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, he was like, what the fuck? He said that to the, to the the press and he was like, what do you guys want me to say? Like, we have a racist president who is encouraging these shootings. Like you don't even have to ask me that. You know what I'm going to say. And then he said like, and then later I followed him on Instagram and he was like, um, the F word is not profane. What is profane is children being ripped apart by machine guns. Mm -hmm. Like I, if, you know, like if I have to say the F word to like get people to listen, Mm -hmm. like
0: what the, well, did you guys see the, um, the clip? There's a clip from, um, Fox news. So fucking idiot. Like those people are delusional um but the Casey Musgraves concert i don't know if you guys saw this but uh so you know Casey Musgraves is like a country singer i don't listen to a lot of country music but this made me like love her i didn't really know anything about her but she did a concert she had a concert right after the Dayton and El Paso shootings and there's like video of her on stage talking about like gun control to the crowd wow. and being like being like why don't like we need to tell everybody that they need to fucking do something and she's like cursing like really pissed Mm -hmm. and she's like so maybe if we yell it really loud together if we say somebody do something maybe somebody will and so she like had the whole crowd like said it and it was amazing but she like did this whole like monologue about how like this is not okay like why is this okay Mm -hmm. like nobody's listening to us the people that are like Yelling out and saying, like, there's something wrong here, there's something wrong here. It seems like nobody's listening. And then they did like a segment on Fox News, of course, where the anchors were like, Well, you know, she talked about she talked about gun violence, and that's her prerogative. But what about the language she used? Oh
1: my god. And I'm like,
0: you know what's not offensive to me? Words like shit and fuck. Yeah. You know what is offensive to me? Children being shot at point blank range for can. being in a Walmart. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, and- That's offensive to me. It's like, I want to see people get as pissed off about, you know, people getting shot in schools, in Mm. their own classrooms, as they are about their guns being taken
0: away, you know? Right. Like, what, it's really sad that your ability to own a thing, like this is a- trumps the- That's a thing. Yeah. Like, your ability to own a toy- Yeah. um, That can kill people Mm -hmm. is more important than somebody who, somebody's life. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting. It is. Makes me really upset. Priorities, right? Um that's upsetting. Um do you want to do, do you have a topic you said you wanted to talk about other not than really. the Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh. No. Oh, well, I was going to I think I was going to bring up the Beto. Oh, it was amazing. Um so, I'm just going to say it, you guys. I feel like we need some fresh blood. Like I am not team Joe. I'm just going to say it. I'm not Joe Biden was a great vice pre- uh, president. I Do not want him to get the nomination. I think he's kind of gross. Um, I think that I'm ready for like new perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, I just am.
2: I think one of the biggest challenges of this election is going to be separating who we want and who can be could win. Yeah, Uh, and I I don't think that's going to be the same person for either the two people who can do that.
0: Elizabeth Warren. So I think
2: that's pretty. Scary because Elizabeth well, like Warren we have is kind of the front runner, I feel like, very strategically, who we vote for. Yeah.
1: Like, and I, I think that's a, that's part of the strategy, and that is getting a lot of our conversation right now. But like, he's been the one that's like, that maybe strategically is thinking, like, okay, Trump was like the radical guy that won like, maybe I have to be radical too, mm-hmm. to like, totally, to get, I don't know, yeah. that that base.
0: Um, but I it's mean, like, it does. That is gonna that is gonna pull votes for people. I mean, people like us. Yeah. But you're right. Like, not everybody's like us. There are a mm-hmm. lot of people that are still moderate. Yeah. Totally. Who are and like, I don't the- want somebody who's gonna rock the boat yeah. too much. Like, right. They're gonna want Joe Biden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I. Ugh. He's closer to yeah. You know. Like, I don't see a, I, I want somebody who's focused on the future. But you're right. Like, who's gonna? Sadly, who's gonna? win yeah like who's gonna be able to win sadly i feel like we can't really
2: just primarily vote for who we think should be
0: yeah in the office yeah we're
2: gonna have to vote more strategically than that more more uncomfortably than i think most left-wing people are (laughs) yeah Allie just went to the bathroom (laughs) sorry we just called her out um She just gave me a look like, uh, (laughs) I have to go. We've had a lot of tea. We've had a lot of tea and beer and drinks anyways. Oh my gosh. So I have a recommendation. Okay. Um, I was binge watching something on Netflix this weekend. I think it just came out this weekend, but it's called unbelievable.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: and I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be about, but I guess it's, it's a series, but it's based on a true story. um, and it's basically about this this young lady, who um, somebody breaks into her house and oh, she gets yes. raped. Yes, I know what you're talking yes, uh, about.
0: <laughs> now, it's on the podcast,
2: I was <laughs> I didn't. Don't look at me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she looked right at me. <laughs> um. So I was telling What's her a recommendation. Called? It's a show called Unbelievable, and it's on Netflix. And it's a series, but it's about this woman. It's like right up my alley, probably right up your alley too, because it's probably. like crime. I heard, I heard and somebody came over. There was a crime. Yeah. So somebody in. breaks into her house, and she gets raped, and she reports it to the police. But then she becomes investigated, right? Isn't that- um, sort of like she reports it to the police, but then she kind of um wavers on her story a little bit uh-huh. when when people start pressuring her a little mm-hmm. bit. And um, so then they don't believe her, mm-hmm. and then it's basically the whole show kind of becomes more about these two um, detectives who are women, and they're like pretty badass at their jobs, mm-hmm. and they start like tracking this person down. It's based on a true story, um, so they start investigating the shit out of this. Oh, um, it's like a serial rapist, but
1: it's like a scripted show.
2: It's a scripted oh, show, but it's, but it's based, based on real events. But um, I was so into it. It's right in my alley because it's like badass female detectives, yeah. Um, just like doing a much better job than their male counterparts, to be honest. <laughs> um, and tracking down you know serial rapists mm-hmm. and like getting right, you know,
0: doing what they. Ooh, that sounds good. That's on Netflix. It's on
2: Netflix, and I just binged, like the whole entire thing. Oh my it God. was it was really good to me. I mean, it's right up my alley, so. That's my recommendation, you guys.
0: I have to. I have a confession for you. Yeah. I, you guys, every single time Ashley has our recommendation, I fall in love with it. Like I follow your recommendation. I, I
1: thought that was going to go the other way. Me too, I was no, to be like I'm saying. Oh, I time. like it. I don't know. No, every <laughs> time that you have a
0: like, your past like six recommendations are all things that I'm now obsessed with. Like. You brought Lizzo into my life many, mm-hmm. many a months ago. Probably close to six months ago. Love Lizzo. I love Lizzo. I love those Trader Joe's cookie butter. cookies. Oh my god, those I are prom. Prom. you guys. They are so so good. And you only—it's such a tease because you get like sixteen to a box or something. I ate a whole box they're on s- vacation. They're <laughs> so good. So I, but that is so good. I feel like everything that you've like recommended on the podcast. Now I'm always like, okay, definitely need to make sure. Like <laughs> it's proven that I'm gonna like what she recommends. So I now I'm that. like, I Maybe definitely I need to watch that. Yeah, show. you gotta watch.
2: It sounds show. amazing. It's very like I. It's kind of slow, and I love those kind of shows mm-hmm. when it's like an investigation or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's like like I don't want action. I want to like take me through the steps. But one of the reasons I want to recommend this, one of the main reasons, is because they did, and I've never seen a crime drama or documentary or anything do this. They like really put you in the young lady's shoes. Mm. They show you everything she goes through from being questioned about it, and then she, and then another detective comes in, and that detective's like, now walk me through what happened. She has to talk, tell the story again. And she has to tell the story a fourth time. And then she has to tell another person's story the fifth time. And then they make her go to the hospital all day. And mm-hmm. she gets her rape kit. And they show her getting all of this stuff done. And like how horrifying and, and, and cold terrible. and traumatizing and horrific the experience is. But they actually show it in a realistic way. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about the show. I mean as awful and hard as it is to watch. It's like nobody does that. Everyone just like glosses over all the stuff that these women have to go through Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah we all know it's bad but that's the extent of what they show Mm -hmm. and they actually like really put you in the shoes of how how why you probably wouldn't say or um, report it Mm -hmm. and why when you do you kind of get punished for it in a way because it's so traumatic the the things that they put you through yeah you know the amount of times that she had to walk through the events of the night Mm -hmm. and what happened and just replaying it over and over again and reliving it it's just horrible but they actually show all that stuff and they show like it's kind of more of a slow burn but they show like the actual process of like investigating something like this Mm -hmm. and how you can often like have these leads that go nowhere and you kind of got to start over from square one but um yeah, based on true events, which kind of makes it even cooler. These basically wow, these really detectives good. in two different districts like teamed up to like find this guy. So it's I, like very empowering too. And you're like, yeah,
0: detectives, Get the bad guys. So <laughs> I turned on the TV the other day. I used to not have cable and then we moved and now cable's like included. And it is a blessing and a curse, let me tell you. So I turned on TV, and there was, like, a crime show on, which I didn't know what it was, and I had to check because it was so ridiculous. And I guess it was, was like, NCIS, uh, one of the NCISs. But it was, like, if I tried to write the most cheesy, like, stupid crime (laughs) show in the crime drama in the world, it would be this. Oh, yeah. Like, it was literally, like, they go into a shed, and there's a guy, like, lifting boxes, and he's like y'all look like the fuzz and they're like we sure are yeah Sounds we got like it the
1: start of a porno we isn't?
0: found you we gotta to talk to you and he's like better I know what this is about and they're like have you seen this girl and they hold up the picture and he was like Maybe I have, and maybe I haven't. Okay. What's in it for me? Like, it, I'm not kidding. Ugh. It was so so Procedures bad. Pretty, like it was sense. so bad, and it, like, but I almost didn't want to stop watching it because it was just like, this is like the best dialogue I've yeah. seen all year. <laughs> I mean, like, it was so hilarious. But there's, you like, know, you're gonna need to come downtown. It always reminds
2: me of, um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, how she's in that oh, Yes, she's, she's in the that crime scene, scene, of the crime.
1: <laughs> That's what I always think. They're all, they are all all could
2: be named scene. that. Yeah. Crime, scene, crime scene, scene of the crime. Scene of the crime.
0: <laughs> so, i thinking about her recently. But seriously, it was, like, so ridiculous, and I think it was, like, NCIS, New Orleans, or it was, like, one of the offshoot yeah. ones, and I was just like, this you is... They always so have those,
2: like, one-liners, like... I don't know. Whatever they're talking about something, and they'll be like, "Guess she doesn't need that anymore." Like, cause she's dead. And then because like, like a, ah! there's, yeah, there's always like a one liner thing <laughs> that's, that's like, Come uh, on. "Was it
0: what was C- CSI? CSI? What is like the... Miami?" It's or like something? It's like CSI yeah. Miami. He's like, looks like this was a drive by. Takes <laughs> off glasses, <laughs> Miami style. <Rah!"> <laughs> <laughs> it's so we used to make fun of that on the soup every. Can weekend. I just say so that that, got, that character Horatio Kane? His was name a, was Horatio. His name was Horatio King. He Was like the like name of the Horatio. character. So funny. And that's exactly how it was. Like, they took the guy downtown. Yeah. And he had, like, the chains around his feet, which I don't think they do when they just question no, you. But they, just question but, but they were just like, well, you need to, um, we know that you know. So you need to call your bro and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, let me get out my cell phone right now. And he pretended to, like, flip out his hand and started, like, hey, I'm just calling you from police custody. And then he put down on his hand and he was like, because I have a cell phone on me. And it was just like, wow. Like, you know, I feel like the world would probably be a better place if this is how criminals really were. Yeah. Like, if they were really, like, slapstick comedians, <laughs> I feel like maybe we wouldn't be as dangerous a place. But anyway, okay, so I have some recommendations. Um, I would like to recommend, if you guys haven't watched it, season two of Mindhunter is out on Netflix. It's so oh good. Oh, okay. it. it. oh, it's so good. Chris watched it. I love Mindhunter. Um, it is amazing. It is about the creation of the term serial killer, and the it is also based off of um, actual events. The characters in it aren't real, but they are based on real people. Um, and the serial killers are real. The uh, serial killers are real. Um, but I mean... <laughs> They're, They're not, not in real played. serial I understand they say, like,
2: oh, this is the um BTK killer. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it it's, is it's such a good Everybody sh- in the show is a serial killer, so they went, <laughs> they
2: really went all in
0: on this. They <laughs> just cast it straight out of like America's toughest prisons Um but it's really, really good. I love it. I was nervous after watching the first season because I thought the first season was so good, and I actually think the second season is maybe better than the first. It, it is really awesome. Good. Um, so good also you guys are going to laugh at me but wild card recommendation getting- King of the Hill no. <laughs> no. <laughs> King of the Hill is good you guys random <laughs> recommended close though um, getting drunk at home alone and watching Weekend at Bernie's on Netflix <laughs> oh I believe that that is a recommendation um, just do it you're going to be glad you did just do- <laughs> um, you can watch Weekend at Bernie's on demand actually I think I watched it on HBO now but you can watch Weekend of Bernie's on demand and Weekend at Bernie's is one of my favorite movies as Nina knows Agreed. I was sending you clips did you see my clips from I did? Weekend at Bernie's last night <laughs> yeah. it's your two favorite our two favorite moments <laughs> but it's such a stupid movie and I love it so much and it becomes like it's really not very funny but it becomes hilarious when you're like a few drinks in sure. <laughs> so that's a recommendation watching Weekend at Bernie's Drunken Alone Did you guys drunken Did on. you guys finish Handmaid's Tale? No, I never did. I haven't yet. Okay. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm um, nervous too because it's so depressing. I know. Did you guys? Major break. So sad. Oh, like, sobbing. It's so sobbing upsetting. Like, it's so good and it's so worthwhile to watch, but it's so upsetting. And I
1: also finished um, Orange is the New Black. Did you guys watch that? Yes. I didn't finish that either. So I finished it and I gotta tell you. Just as upsetting as... Okay, that
0: season—it's over now, right? After it is. The it's done. So that season of Orange is the New Black—I've never cried in Orange was, is the New Black ever until this season. It was really yes. It was like and almost. It, it was almost like not enjoyable to watch. Like it was so painful. Like okay. so much bad shit happened. Yeah, and it was really bad. And it like it was not a, end justly. Yeah. For many people, at all, like, but I feel like I'm glad they did that because it makes it more real. It is, it does. It's but more then, real. But it's you like know, more of a lately, realistic.
2: Ending. I've been having a hard time with like. I like how realistic shows are becoming, like the Unbelievable Show. But at the same time, in this difficult time, escape? I just want TV to
1: be like an escape. Weekend
0: the at Bernies. Weekend of Bernie. Bernies alone with a Boda Box. There you go. I'm into I'm, that. I hear you though. So and yeah,
1: I have a hard time with like. It's like I want to escape. That's like escape as long the worst.
0: The worst thing about Orange is the New Black was it's like you got misery from every angle. There was like a military assault scene. There was uh... the immigration, immigration yeah. like the immigration. Detaining, it, like detainee facilities, and people getting deported. Yeah. There was like the misery of being in prison, And the, the misery curl. of like Justice control
1: and like how you're supposed to survive when you get out. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it was, it was just really depressing there's for all the characters. Of, like, just
2: really deep rooted issues in this country and that all of them become extremely. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad in that, in that they. Like that. Yeah,
0: I'm really glad they did the scenes in the detention facility because I do think that it's something that like. It's so easy for us, myself included, to just, like, not think about it. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. just not going to think about it. Like, there's never – I'm never going to be in one of those. So it's like, oh, it's easy to just not think about it. But it's very difficult when it's in your face. And I know – I read an interview with uh, the actress who plays um, Fig. Fig. Yeah. And I she said it. that she, like, broke down broke – down. she was, like, filming a scene in, like – a. That was supposed to be in like a uh, uh, immigration facility and she just like broke down and couldn't film mm. anymore because it was just like that bad. Um, but it was it was tough. I mean I'm glad I watched it. The series I think was so good and like the, the acting was so good and it was such like a fresh innovative show yeah but that last season like yeah I mean it wouldn't it wouldn't be right if we got to the end and everybody's stories were like tied up perfectly. Right. like it wouldn't yeah. be realistic. But at the same time, yeah, it just shows you like reality sucks. Like yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Do you have recommendations, like, Nina? Um, not really.
1: I just kinda liked that fuck it diet girl on Instagram and Yeah, um, she sounds awesome. I'm trying to think of what nothing else really comes to mind, <laughs> actually. Fair enough. Um Valspar paint at Home Depot. I can tell you like that's the best <laughs> You've been
0: doing a lot of painting. I,
1: I can tell you from experience, yes. Yeah, that's
0: all. <laughs> Good. Maybe you should Paint with your mouse bar while watching Weekend at Bernie's. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That'd be a good idea. Um. Okay, do we have anything else? Do you guys have anything else that you would like to talk about?
2: No, no. I'm good.
0: I'm good. See you guys in like three minutes. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, again.
2: hopefully sooner
0: than no. that. No, <laughs> I would like for us to try to get on like a monthly list. I agree. But it's so hard. I know. It's busy. We're
1: busy, okay? Yeah. Um, we got a wedding to plan.
0: Hells hells yeah. Um, So I will, we will be back hopefully next month. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.